Wanderlust Brides, brought to you by A Wedding For You and the Sea Lord Hotel and Suites in Lauderdale-by-the-Sea. Hi there, my name is Karen Emery and welcome to our first edition of Wanderlust Brides, presented to you from A Wedding For You and Sea Lord Hotel and Suites in Lauderdale-by-the-Sea, Florida. We'll be on an amazing journey together as we talk about destination weddings and what works for you. Remember that the wedding day is about the bride and the groom and not all the other people who are invited to the wedding. I'm titling this first episode, Letting Go and Going with the Flow. You'll understand as soon as you hear the stories. Over the years, we've coordinated so many unique weddings and there are so many memorable ones that you'll definitely be able to gather some insight for your own special day. Several years ago, a groom in Canada who wished to have his destination wedding in Cozumel contacted a wedding for you. He described what they had envisioned their wedding to be. The groom's family was from India, and the bride was American, who thought it would be wonderful embracing some of the culture of her husband's native land. They had about 60 people who are flying from Ontario and various states around the United States. Selecting the whole hotel location, that wasn't the, part, the problem at all. However, their desire to have the ceremony at the Mayan ruins was a totally different story. According to Mexican federal law, a celebration or wedding ceremony cannot take place on federal soil. So what were we gonna do? They wanted a legal wedding ceremony so we had to have the judge involved because he officiates the ceremonies and we had to follow the letter of the law. The ruins where they wanted to have the ceremony done is called San Gerasio, the sanctuary dedicated to Ichil, who's the goddess of fertility and love. For Mayan women, it was an obligation to visit Cozumel at least once in their lifetime to pay tribute to Ichil but there was no way we were going to get near the sanctuary to do the ceremony. However, there was a gift shop in the area with a patio, and that's where we chose to do the ceremony. It would be close enough to the ruins to satisfy the bride and the groom and not get us arrested. Now, the location had been secured, but now we had to bring some of the customs to Mexico. The groom was going to wear traditional Indian wedding clothing, and his mother was arranging for the bride to wear traditional clothing as well. It was going to be beautiful with everyone in the native attire. The groom wanted the bride to be brought into the ceremony on a leader, carried by Mayan men. How cool was that going to be, being carried into your wedding? So we contacted the local gym and arranged for four gorgeous, bulky men to carry her into the ceremony. They were all dressed in traditional Mayan garb, and they looked amazing. The craziest request was still to come. The groom wanted to arrive at the ceremony riding an elephant. Yeah, an elephant. Needless to say, other than when the circus is in town, there are no elephants anywhere in Cozumel. This is an absolutely extreme case of bringing personal traditions into a location where many of these traditions are foreign to the locals. 
It's very important to bring your own personality to the wedding, but keep in mind that some locals are limited to what we can do. When you're considering a destination wedding, it's important to think about what traditions you really want to bring. Is it culture? Is it religious? Or is it just something you want to create on your own based on your own lifestyle and interests? Many times you do need to bring some of these items with you to have your dreams come true. This was also the case with this wedding. The mother of the groom wanted to prepare classic Indian dishes to be offered for the reception in conjunction with local cuisine. She was bringing specialty spices with her, but basmati rice was not available in the local market. So it was packed into a suitcase and brought in from the United States. While this is a little extreme, it was the only way to make it work for her and the traditional meal. So did I tell you what happened with the elephant? Well, I guess not, so here it goes. Well, the circus was not in town, and somehow I needed to incorporate an elephant into the wedding. The groom had now resolved himself that he was not going to ride an elephant, but we needed to do something special. The only way that I thought to bring an elephant to the wedding was to have a customized pinata designed for the wedding. I had it made in the, I had it made in a shop in California, and it was shipped to me in South Florida. When I flew down a few days prior to the wedding, I had it with me. Going through customs was truly memorable in Mexico. The customs agent could not understand why I was bringing a pinata to the island. They opened the box and I told them the story. To this day, many on the island remember the elephant wedding. One other thing to remember is to roll with the punches. Not everything is going to flow perfectly, but isn't that true about anything? What would have happened if we couldn't get the rice through customs, or if the customs agents did not want to allow the piñata into the country? Or, this is the new one, how do I control the migration of crabs from the beach to the outdoor reception venue? Now, that was pretty funny sight seeing all these animals crawling up the beach to the wedding and to the dance floor, but we all had so much fun with it, and it just made the whole wedding so memorable and so much fun. Just remember, that's what makes a de destination wedding so memorable, the great things that you can't control. So about five years ago, I had another couple who wished to get married in Jamaica. The entire family and friends of about 70 people planned to cruise, and the first port of call was Ocho Rios. Not only was I coordinating the wedding at a wedding for you, but our office was also cruising, was also arranging the cruise passage through our sister company, Cruise Planners. This is, becomes a very easy way for a bride and groom to call on one place and get all the answers for the wedding and the cruise. One stop shop. Now, anyone who has ever worked with Jamaica will understand what I'm going to say about the culture. It takes time to get answers. It's not that they don't have the answers, but there are priorities. And a wedding that is happening one year from the date that the wedding is, that the question is asked, it's not one of the priorities. Patience is the key. 
The bride, and I'll call her Joan, but of course that's not a real name, sent me her wish list. A wish list are the items that you must have for the wedding or that you really want to have at the wedding. It gives me an idea of the bride's taste and what she would envision for her wedding day. Joan's list was not unreasonable at all. Most of the items were pretty standard. The list had what she wanted for flowers, her cake, music, things like that. Nothing was unreasonable. I just needed to contact the baker and see if she can do a wedding cake with stacked Tiffany boxes and the florist to see if she can do some other specialty arrangements. No problem, right? Well, a few weeks after I submitted my request to Jamaica, I still hadn't heard back, even though I had emailed and called many times. Most brides would have given up and moved on, but knowing the culture is important. Remember patience? Well, Joan was not, was not patient at all. Even her sisters had called me and told me that she was going to be a bridezilla. I was prepared, but I wasn't concerned. So on a Friday afternoon, I received a call from Joan. She was at her last straw. Now, mind you, this is still 11 months away from her wedding and cruise, but she was frantic. I tried to explain, but consoling her was not a possibility. I had the only answer for her that she would have to hear. Joan, I said, I really think you need to do your wedding in your hometown. I can't control when I get the answers from Jamaica. I know that you need them now. If you get married at home, you'll have all the answers very quickly, and I can't get them for you as fast as you need them. So, I will refund your, your wedding deposit and have the cruise line refund all the deposits for the family and friends who've already booked the cruise. No problem, no worries, no hard feelings. I do understand. So I said that to her, and her response was, no, 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 I want to do my wedding in Jamaica. <laughs> well, after several minutes of hearing her pleads, I had made a concession. I told her that she had the weekend to talk to her fiancé and family and make a decision. Come Monday, I would accept only one of two responses from her. Either, thank you, Karen, we've decided to do the wedding at home and appreciate what you've done. Or, Karen, I'll shut up and let you do my wedding and not be a bridezilla. End quote. She was still pleading her case but I wasn't going to feed into it. I simply told her to have a wonderful weekend and I talked to her on Monday. Well, the weekend went by and come Monday morning, I received a phone call. Needless to say, the wedding was still on for Jamaica. Well, everything came together perfectly. The only hitch was the wedding cake. It was unseasonably hot in that January, and the cake was tilting rapidly. Well, needless to say, we did cut the cake a little earlier than we had planned, but at that moment, Joan learned, learned how to roll with the punches. And, oh yes, I did escort the group to Jamaica. My rule of thumb is that if the group exceeds 35 to 40 people, and a wedding for you is booking the travel as well as coordinating the wedding, 
I escort the group to look out for them. It's a little personal love that never hurts for somebody to help out and be there. Well, let's get back to rolling with the punches. About seven years ago, I had a group going on a cruise to Key West and Cozumel. The ship was leaving Miami on Thursday and scheduled to be in Key West on Friday. Key West was to be the fun day for the group, and the ship was scheduled to arrive on Saturday in Cozumel at 1 o'clock and depart at 10. It was perfect, because if anyone knows, Cozumel has the most beautiful sunsets, and we were scheduling the wedding for 6.30 in the evening. Perfect timing for the ceremony, sunset, and the reception. But fate was laughing at our plans. Because the Navy controls the docks in Key West, and they needed the docks for when we were there on Friday, the itinerary completely changed. So instead of being in Key West on Friday, we were at sea heading to Cozumel. The date for the wedding in Cozumel was the same, but our timing was changed. So instead of being there from 1 to 10, we're now there from 8 to 4. What that means is no sunset wedding. The only good news about this was that I received the information while we were still in Miami before the ship was, ship was scheduled to leave. Now we had to punt. All the plans for the evening wedding were kaput. The best that we can hope for was a beautiful sunset from the, beat, from the ship as we were leaving Cozumel. While I was given while I was giving the bride and groom all the disappointing news and change of plans, we all decided to make the best of it and change the wedding time to 11 a.m. with the reception afterwards. To this day, Cozumel has not recovered from this fabulous party that we had. We had 110 people with us, and it was amazing. I was also so thankful for my team that works with me in Cozumel. They changed everything at the very last minute, and everything was wonderful. See? Roll with the punches. All these weddings were scheduled to take place outdoors. After all, why would you ever want to be married in Jamaica and look at the walls of a hotel? That brings me to the next roll with the punches. What happens in case of rain? One of the things that you must have plans for is if it does rain. I'm not talking about a little sun shower, but a day where there's no end in sight for the rain to clear. I don't coordinate any outside weddings unless I have a backup plan. Years ago, I had a bet with any bride that I worked with for a June wedding in South Florida. I guarantee that on their wedding day, somewhere in South Florida, it was going to rain. It's just that time of year for us, and I told them that they had to have a backup for the ceremony. I promised each bride that I would offer my service for free if it didn't rain. In 30 years, I never lost the bet. Weddings on the beach, especially here in South Florida and throughout the Caribbean, are extremely popular. As much as I love the idea of having a beautiful ceremony in a remote location, it makes so much more sense to do a wedding in conjunction with a hotel property or just have a backup of a home, a hall, or a restaurant where you can move the wedding, uh, just in case. Remember, destinations of weddings work out better when you can roll with the punches.
So what ideas can you take away with you today? Well, number one, discuss with your fiancé and your family if they're really comfortable with doing a destination wedding. Some people will be very resistant to the idea, but let it sink in a bit, talk it through, and see if it really works for you. Number two, realize your budget for the wedding and the fact that people are going to have to pay to join you on the adventure. You're going to have to give them enough time to get vacation from work as well. Number three, figure out your style. Do you just want to be barefoot in the beach? Or do you want to have a full gown with the waterfall behind you? Simply your choice. And number four, and the bottom line is, can you go with the flow? Well, this is Karen with Wonderless Brides. Reminding you to keep a bag packed, your passport renewed, and be ready for your next adventure. Talk to you soon.